Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to my show today. I have Apple Kreider on the show. And actually, Apple, you weren't born with that name, were you? I was not. So, Patty, you caught me red-handed. Um, <laughs> if you look at my birth certificate, you'll find half of that name. You won't find the full thing, though. So um, huh. I'll let you guys guess which half. <laughs> So, yeah, I, I was thinking um, it wouldn't be like, I don't know, it wouldn't be Apple. <laughs> <laughs> it was not. It was not. <laughs> so, oh yeah, so, legally, uh, legally, it's Andrew, um, mm -hmm. Andrew Kreider. But uh, the story goes that in second grade, uh, a buddy of mine thought Andrew Kreider sounded like apple cider. And, oh, my uh, goodness. <laughs> you know, being a second grader, I thought that was a pretty cool name. So yeah. I just decided to roll with that all throughout elementary school, made it to middle school. Um, people still thought that was a cool name, so I kept rolling with it, made it to high school. I was like, mm, I don't know if I want to be Apple anymore. But at, at that point, it kind of stuck. And like my friends from elementary school kind of just knew me as Apple, and there wasn't really like any getting rid of it. So I kind of just leaned into it, embraced it. And now here we are. Uh, quite a while later, and I'm still I'm still rolling with it. <laughs> I actually really like it though, because the first time that I ran across you on social media, I did a double take. That's why I did a double take is because yeah. of your name. Yeah, so it works for you. <laughs> it works well for branding too. I mean, when I go mm -hmm. to events and introduce myself to people, uh, it's a name that they don't forget, especially like with the bandana. Usually, I've <laughs> got crazy hair going on, but I'm taking a break from that right now. Mm -hmm. uh, but I, I think branding is really important, even if it is just like superficial stuff like your name and a bandana and stuff it is what can i do what do i need to do to myself maybe purple <laughs> hair i could see it i could see patty with purple, purple. hair purple hair patty yeah there we go hey <laughs> it rhymes <laughs> there we go so the next show no. um so if you could i would love it if you could just tell our guests a little bit about where you came from maybe a little bit about your childhood um i love it for our guests to be able to connect with those who are my show just to kind of know where they're coming from so do you mind telling us yeah. like where you're from a little bit yeah, about yourself sure. I'm, yeah. I'm an open book so i'm um, born and raised in the midwest uh, i've grown up in minneapolis minnesota my whole life I uh, just graduated from school in Madison, Wisconsin a couple weeks ago. So go Badgers. Um, <laughs> and so that's, I mean, really growing up um, like middle, middle class, um, nothing, nothing crazy. Um, went to public school in the city. So some people are really afraid of that. I, there's literally <laughs> nothing to be afraid of. Um, but so uh, grow, yeah, I grew up going to public school, um, went to, yeah, went to public college. And so that's, I mean, that's basically schooling. In terms of, um, we can, yeah, we can really dive into into whatever you want within that. Yeah. But at a high level, that's kind of that's kind of where I came from. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of curious. So a lot of my listeners may not have heard of you yet because mm -hmm. I mean I've been blasting you all over social media. Because, <laughs> and I appreciate that very much. Yeah. So for those listening, um, Apple and his buddy Rom, they co-founded an organization, or not an organization, a business together, Podblade. And I had Ram on the show recently, and now it's Apple's turn. These guys <laughs> just blow me away because at only, what, are you 19 also, or no, how old are you? So I recently turned 21, so I'm Ooh. the oldie in our, in our business. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So how did you um, start podcasting first? We'll go there first. Sure. Sure. That's a good place to start. So <laughs> I started podcasting, I think it's, it's a little over two years ago now, so I've been doing it for a little while, not quite as long as you. Um, you you've got me beat by a little while. But well, I'm only 22. 
<laughs> just just a little bit, just a little bit beat. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I started about two years ago. Um, I got in, in, invited to be interviewed on my local college radio station when I was going to school in Madison um, for an Instagram business that I was running. So like two and a half years ago, I was running this Instagram growth company where I was helping uh, mostly influencers, public figures, uh, kind of people who had online personal brands going on. I was helping them grow their following on Instagram. Um, and better monetize. So I had that going on. I was making a little bit of money, and my radio, my college radio station, kind of picked it up. They're like, "Yo, this college kid's making a little bit of money, doing some stuff on Instagram. Like, let's bring on the radio." And I was like, "I've never done an interview before. I don't know why anyone would want to talk to me. Like, I'm just like a normal, normal kid. But um, I guess, I guess I'll go on the radio." So I went on the radio and did this like 30, 45 minute little interview thing, um, and, and walked out of it feeling really good. Like I really really enjoyed uh that experience and i was i was really hooked i went right back to, to my dorm room and i googled like how do i interview people because like i wanted to do that like i really I, I just got so much excitement out of like sharing my story and being able to just like sit down with someone in the booth for for 30 45 minutes and just chop it up so i was like i want to do more of this so i went back to my dorm room googled that and then i stumbled into podcasting because prior to 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 doing that Google search, I didn't know what a podcast was. I'd never listened to a podcast. Like I, I didn't know what the word meant. Um, so, so then I kind of stumbled into, into that world. And within about four or five days, I'd, I'd launched my podcast. Like I wow. found this thing and I was like, this is what I want to do. I'm going to mm -hmm. do it. So um, yeah, those, those, those four or five days leading up to it. Um, I really just like sat down and figured out all the ins and outs on the technology side, figured out what I was going to talk about, got a name, got some art create. Well, I created my own art um and i was just kind of going like i i didn't need anything i didn't need any permission i didn't need to to know exactly what i was doing i just knew that this is what i wanted to do so i just i just hopped right on in um and that's that's where it started wow so um 21 years old you start your own business how did you end up meeting rom to how did this all intersect together yeah so rom is actually one he's he's a longtime listener of my podcast young smart money mm -hmm. and um about i think about six months into doing my show he reached out to me and he told me that he wanted to start a podcast and he, he had no idea where to start and and he, he had been listening to mine for a while and he just kind of wanted to, to get my two cents so um, I believe I just, I was like, I offered to get on a Zoom call with him and kind of just like walk him through the process and everything. Um, so I did that. And then kind of from there, um, we just kind of started talking, um, shooting ideas back and forth in terms of like projects to work on or like ideas for our podcasts and stuff. And so it kind of just developed organically through him listening to my show, reaching out, and then us just kind of um, shooting ideas back and forth from there. So, um, what was it? What was one of the number one reasons why you decided to start Podblade? Yeah, so it, it kind of started. It was it was kind of just an idea that Ram and I had because about a year into my show, I I had outsourced pretty much everything except for the actual like interview conversation pieces. Mm -hmm. um, I had my emails all being managed. I had my shows being edited. I had the graphics being produced. I had everything else being done. So all that I needed to do was the part that I liked to do, which was sit down with someone, have the conversation, um, and ask the questions that I wanted the answers to and that my audience wanted the question or the answers to. So mm -hmm. I, I had gotten that whole system in place. And at that point, Ram, he, uh, he had sort of seen like all the stuff that I'd set up and he was like, man, like I think there were, there, there'd be potential for us to like, provide this for other people because I mean clearly like you've been able to take everything off your plate for for an affordable cost yeah. um and this this is probably something other people want too because he had 
basically used all of my same people that I was using to outsource my show to outsource his show. Um, so, so from there, we kind of just started reaching out to our buddies in the podcasting space. I mean, we're pretty well connected to um, at least a couple dozen podcasters at that point. Um, so we just kind of started reaching out to them and we're like, yo, um, have you ever tried outsourcing your any parts of your podcast before? How did it go? Um, would you ever consider doing it? So we're kind of just like feeling out um, our networks and seeing if this would be viable. And then from there, we kind of sort of started to offer um, our our team that we built up their services to other people, just kind of on a one on one basis, just to kind of be like, does this actually scale? You know, like like it's working for us too, but like, can we actually add more people to this without it breaking? You know, because mm-hmm. um, when when you have a team of people. Um, there's there's going to be points where things get tough and, and communication gets difficult and stuff. So we kind of wanted to just like ease our way into it. Um, and after a few weeks of doing that, it seemed like things were going pretty well. So we decided to really put some structure behind it, um, put a brand together, put a website together, and actually like try to turn this into into a real business because we'd seen it starting to work for other people. So we're like, yo, let's let's see if we can do something here. And so that was about six to nine months ago, somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. And so ever since then, we have just been um, on, a, on an upward trajectory because, I mean, podcasting services in general, um, they haven't been cheap historically. I mean, if you Google like podcast editing services, um, pages one through five on Google, you're not going to find any uh, editing cheaper than like 80 to 100 bucks an episode. Like mm-hmm. that's just what the market's charging right now. So when we were able to come in and offer $20 podcast editing, uh, people people responded pretty well to that, um, and, and we're really catering to to more of like the side hustle podcaster. You know, mm-hmm. someone who's not doing this full time, who doesn't have hundreds or thousands of dollars to invest in their show every month. Um, mm-hmm. and, and there's a lot of people doing that. There's a lot of people who are who are kind of just podcasting on the side, doing it for fun, maybe making a little bit of money from it, maybe not, um, mm-hmm. but who are willing to invest uh, twenty bucks an episode to uh, take a couple hours of work off of their plate and um, yeah. just focus more on the on the enjoyable parts. I tell you what, for me, it has been like a huge load off of my plate. Um, it is so nice to just literally upload maybe a few pictures for the audiogram, uh, logo, you know, whatever, and then the audio and not have to worry about it again. Like that Honestly. is so nice. And then when it's all done and it's all edited, then you guys are, I mean, I can log into my account and there it is. It's done. And um, you guys have already uploaded it to my host and YouTube channel and everything. So it's cool. Um, so uh, one question I like to ask my audience or my um, guests for my audience is what is one obstacle that you've come across in life in general? It doesn't have to be in podcasting. It can be in whatever um, that you kind of may have overcome. So I kind of put me on the spot here. Yeah, no, I like it. I like it. So the first thing that comes to mind is something that I'm still working to cultivate. I definitely wouldn't say that I've mastered this or overcome this obstacle, but um, that's got to be focus. Uh, I, I find that um, as, as time goes on, I, I, I realize more and more the importance of, of having a clear focus and having a clear goal in mind um, and really just having that sort of tunnel vision in terms of like getting yourself to to that goal. So um, just a quick a quick example of this, about, uh, about a year and a half ago, maybe 18 months, um, I was feeling really stressed out and um, a buddy of mine told me what I needed to do was I needed to write down all the projects I was working on um, and, and sort of just get a feel for like what, what I was actually doing because mm-hmm. I, I felt like I was doing way too much. I was stressed out all the time. Um, so he's like, yo, just like get a whiteboard, write down everything you're doing. Um, and, and you're sort of going to walk me through this whole process. And he's like, all right, we'll go from there. So mm-hmm. I, I start, I start writing on this whiteboard 
And by the time I finished writing on this whiteboard, I have written down 27 different projects that I was working on. Wow. It was ridiculous. I was like, what am I doing? How, how do I think that I can do 27 things at any kind of respectable level where they're going to get done in, in, in any kind of way, you know? So mm -hmm. I, I had these 27 things on this whiteboard and my buddy was like, that is that is absolutely ridiculous. So he walked me through this quick exercise that um if you're if you're up for it, I'd be, I'd be super down to, to walking your audience through as well. Yeah. It, it was really valuable for me. Yeah. Um, sweet. So basically what he had me do was he had me go through, okay. So I got these 27 things on a whiteboard. Mm -hmm. uh, and what he has me do is he says, Okay, next to each one, I want you to write um one through three dollar signs, depending on how much income potential this thing has. Um to, to generate for you in the next six to 12 months. Okay. So just mm -hmm. on a rough basis, okay, one, two or $3 signs or zero, um, mm -hmm. how, how much income potential does this have? So I did that. I went through everything on the list, all 27 and kind of did one through $3 signs, depending on how much income potential he's like, great. Okay. Next step. What you got to do is next to each one, draw one to three clocks. Okay. Just like a little sketch of a clock. Uh, depending mm -hmm. on how much time it's going to take you per week or per month or per whatever to mm -hmm. do it at an adequate level. Okay. So oh, wow. it's going to be something that's going to take you a long time every single month. Mm -hmm. This is a big time commitment. It's something that, that you don't have to spend that much time on to actually do it. Um, so mm -hmm. you're going to rate everything based on that criteria. And then the third thing you're going to do is um, you're going to use a very scientific uh, sort of scaling system of a smiley face, a neutral face, or a frowny face to mm -hmm. um, determine how um, how this thing makes you feel while you're doing it or after you've completed it. Okay. So now you've rated everything on this list on these three criteria based on how much money they have the potential to make you, how much time they have the, how much time they require uh, for you to do, and then, um, how they make you feel when you're actually doing it. So once you've done all of these things for all of the things on your lists, all the projects you're working on or want to be working on, uh, then it becomes a lot easier to sort of see, uh, what you should actually be spending your time on. So from, from here, what I decided to do, and this is kind of like, I feel like the most important thing mm -hmm. is um, instead of just kind of ranking them on, okay, this one ranks the highest. So this is going to be number one priority, number two, number three, number four, all the way through 27. What I decided to do was I was like, okay, I'm not just going to, to keep doing what I'm doing and try to do 27 things. Okay. Because that's not working for me so far. It's got me stressed out and not really going anywhere. So mm -hmm. what I'm going to do is I'm going to cut out, literally cut out, um, spend zero time on 24 of the things and spend all of my time between three of the things, okay? And, and that was kind of a principle that I got from, from Gary Keller, the book, The One Thing. Um, mm -hmm. I, I couldn't quite cut it down to one thing, so I decided to cut it down to three things. Um, but I, I decided that I'm, I'm only going to spend my time on these three things and I'm gonna literally eliminate, um, no matter how good an offer sounds, no matter how good the opportunity seems, those other 24 things are getting zero time put into them um, until, and I said it for, for three months. Okay. I said next quarter, I'll reevaluate my three things that I'm working on. Maybe I'll add in something, maybe I'll swap them out, whatever. Um, but for the next three months, it's just these three things. So that was a really tough process for me. I got to tell you, like mm -hmm. it, it was really easy getting from 27 down to six, but from six to three was really, really challenging. There were a lot of things there that I really enjoyed doing or that really had a lot of potential to, to go somewhere. But I, I knew that if I just kept splitting my time between so many things, um, I was, I was going to keep getting what I was already getting, which was not much. So that, that exercise, um, I, I come back to that from time to time too, when I'm feeling stressed out, when I'm feeling like I have too much stuff on my plate, too many uh, sort of objectives that I'm trying to work towards, uh, because I think it's really valuable to uh, look at the things that you're spending your time on and, and figure out where your priorities are at and um, if they're aligned with where your goals are at. So mm -hmm. that 
uh, is a long-winded way <laughs> for me to say that uh, I think focus is really, really important, uh, especially for young people. There's, there's so many shiny objects pulling us in so many different directions that mm -hmm. if we don't take control of our attention, someone else will. If we don't set our schedule, someone else will. So um, having that focus has been really, really impactful for me. And um, the, the, more, the more I cultivate it, the more I can see the, the results that it's, that it's cultivated for me in my life. I really love those steps too. And, um, you know, I've written things down, I've written lists down, but I never really thought about the dollar signs and how important yeah. that is or, um, my time, how valuable that is. Like, um, so I love those tips. I'll probably implement those myself. I'm going to try that out after we're done with this podcast. Sure. Let me know how it my goes. List. <laughs> yeah, I will. Yeah. So, um, with Podblade, mm -hmm. um, if somebody wants to, um, go ahead and use your services, mm. I did become a Podblade affiliate, everybody. Yep. So that's really exciting. And I'm going to start actually plugging that a lot. Um, I, you know, holidays were here and I wasn't able to do that until recently, but I'm really excited to be a part of Podblade. And you all know who listened to me, how picky I am. And I have been podcasting for like 12 years <laughs> uh, before it was even super cool. Um, so I have a lot of connections and I know a lot of people who they've been asking me like, how are you, how are you doing everything that you do? And my number one answer is seriously Podblade. Um, there's no, like I would spend so much time even just putting an audiogram together or, um, you know, that to me is so much time that I could be doing something else. Um, so I just really appreciate the service and, um, it's really affordable. I checked into other audio editing and I thought, well, geez, I might as well just do it myself. But then I can't remember if it was you, Apple or Rome, somebody messaged me and was like, um, I'm just wondering if you could have affordable editing, would you do it? And I was like, eh, I'm just going to do it myself because I just figured you were going to be another one of those guys who are going to say like $500 an episode, you know? <laughs> um, and I thought, well, I can do it myself. I know how to do it myself. I hate doing it myself though. That's the thing. Like, so on my list with focus, it would have like a huge frowny face <laughs> next to the editing for me. So I'm glad you like to do it. I, I, you have a team that likes to do it, I should say. Um, and so I just really appreciate you being on the show. Is there anything else that you kind of want to touch on or maybe something else that you do? And definitely we want to share your social media, um, links and all that too. Yeah, sure. Well, Patty, first of all, just thank you so much for, for everything you're doing for Podblade. I, I really appreciate you spreading the word. Um, and I'm super grateful to, to have you as a part of our team as an affiliate. Um, it, it really means a lot. So, thank so thank you for that. Um, in terms of uh, any last things, I mean, one one other thing that I've that I found to be really um, helpful for me, just kind of a quick side note here, is um, is time blocking, and this kind of goes hand in hand with focus. Um, but but there's a Jim Rohn quote that I kind of live by, and it's uh, don't don't start your day until it's finished. And what he kind of means by that is like don't go into a day without knowing exactly what you're going to be doing. So um, one one practice that I have is every night before I go to bed. I go into Google Calendar and I time block out my next day, um, mm -hmm. usually in about 15 minute increments. So mm -hmm. um, I, I plan out exactly what I'm going to be doing, where I'm going to be, um, so that I know the next day that I don't have to wake up and kind of figure out like, okay, what do I want to do now? What fires do I have to put out now? Like what's, mm -hmm. what's next on the docket? Um, I just kind of wake up and I'm ready to go. So that's one thing that's been hugely impactful for me. And again, it really only takes like five, 10 minutes a night. You just kind of, before you go to bed, you just kind of like 
mock up your next day. Like, what do you want to get done? When are you going to spend time doing it? Where are you going to be? Mm-hmm. And uh, that's that's been really, really helpful for me and just making sure that, that I'm staying accountable to myself, that I'm moving towards my goals, um, that I'm maintaining that focus. Because if you don't take control of your day, it's going to take control of you and it's probably not going to yeah. take you in the direction that you want to be going. So mm-hmm. um, that's, that's that's one of the practice that, that I've really found a lot of of, of benefit in implementing um, and would highly recommend any any listeners to to consider as well. Yes, and that's such a huge tip. I actually just had somebody message me the other day and she was asking me about how do I schedule my day? And it's the exact same. I have to have a schedule if I don't, like I literally live for my calendar. Like yeah, every yeah. day I'm like looking at the calendar. What do I do next? What do I do next? Because if I don't, I do lose focus easy because so many people will try to pull you in so many directions. And if you let Mm. that happen, you're not going to get what you need done. So So, true. Yeah. So those are really amazing tips. And it's so cool that you've learned that too at such a young age. If I had known all this stuff when I was younger, (laughs) I mean, I could be president by now probably. (laughs) (laughs) So I just appreciate you so much. And you're just such an awesome guy. And um, I love Podblade. I love what you're doing. I love your podcast. Can you tell our listeners where they can listen to you? Yeah, sure. So it's called Young Smart Money. And if you search that in any podcast platform, you'll find it. Um, Or you can go to youngsmartmoney.com. Listen to it there. Whatever, Whatever's convenient for you, wherever you like to listen to podcasts, you'll find it there. Um, It's the one with the picture of the dude with the blue hair on it. Um, So you you can't miss it. Yep. He's blue. I'm going to be purple. All right. So (laughs) thank you very much for being on the show. We appreciate you and everybody. You're going to find the links and all the show notes that you read and um, I'll have them linked on my social media. Um, You'll be able to see it here on the YouTube channel. We'll have the link here. So just click it. So thank you, Apple. Thank you so much, Patty. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you everybody for listening and um, stay tuned next Friday. The next episode comes out.